Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable. This episode, mouth-watering Mark has lost his mojo, admits his infirmary is the toilet floor, and that his mum is truly titanic. Blunt Bob bursts out of the closet, contemplates carpentry, and has an oatmeal bath. Wayward Wade feels neglected, messes up a Mustang, and is cured by a lake. From sultry tones to the vilest injustice, yes, it's time for Wade Wins. <laughs> now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hello, all you lovely people out there, and welcome back to Distractable. If it's your first time joining us, good evening. If it's your first time joining us in the morning, good morning. My name is Mark Blair. I'm your host. Glad to be here with you right now. <laughs> it's it's so sensual. I know. I know. This is the sexiest podcast we've ever done. It's like you're trying to get us horny and put us to sleep at the same time. That's what I'm all about. One starts it, one finishes it. You want sexual dreams? Here's Markiplier's go to bed up tape. I've lost my voice. And much like most things in my life, even minor inconveniences are positive attributes. To me, the most perfect host of this incredible podcast. Are you a light sleeper? Well, you can sleep hard with this new tape from Markiplier. No, this is, I've actually lost my voice for everyone listening. I'm not playing this up. Uh, this is just, I've, I've lost my voice and this is what it is. So this episode is going to be, well, it was right before we started recording. Bob and Wade was like, let's make this episode make Mark talk as much as possible. And I'm like, okay, thanks, guys. Hey, I didn't, I didn't say that. You think we know who said that? Hey, I didn't agree to Wade saying that. Bob did. I'm joined today by none other than the marvelous Mysgerm. I guess beautiful Bob. What does Baltimore say? Some kind of B word, usually. Yeah, Bob. Something Bob. And Wumbo Wade. Better than Ryan wriggling. Who is Ryan, the mysterious fourth member of the podcast that's lurking in the corners? Wait, no, no, no. Did you mean, you mean Rye, comma, and wriggling? I think so. I don't know now. Now I'm questioning everything. Because you guys both looked at me like I was an alien. Well, because you said it, it like like someone's name was Ryan wriggling. I don't even know what bit you're going for at the moment, but I'm going to give you points for it anyway. So points for Wade. Thank you. Bold. I like it. Decisive. Half a point for Bob. So, on today's episode, there's been some animosity in the subreddit. Wait, for which which one this time? Is it still the same one? People are not over what happened to you, Wade. People have not and will not be able to get over the injustice anytime soon. There is that one guy that said I was the worst debater of all time and deserved everything bad that was coming to me and stuff. Where did that come in amongst the flood of I've never seen greater injustice? <laughs> Why do I only see Wade hate? You guys only see Wade love. What kind of weird subred organization is this? I, I think that's just what stands out to you, Wade. You see people being nice to you the whole 90% of the whole subreddit is people like wade got screwed we love wade and you're like yeah yeah everybody loves wade this one post was mean there's one thing i know it's that i'm the most underrated member of distractible and the worst treated and the best and the most humble well i i've come to you with a peace offering wade yeah because we're clearly at war what what do you offer <laughs> i'll think about it i i this the name of this episode is called wade wins no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter how much I disagree with it, you're going to win this episode. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Unless uh -oh. you're mean to me. That's all I had. <laughs> Dude, 
a notepad next to your computer and just said, be mean to Mark. Can we take five so I can think of other things to say? <laughs> you can't interact with Mark without being mean to him. That's where we are right now. No, no, I'm the nice one. The subreddit knows. Whoa, whoa, do not take my title. I am the nice one. After what you did to me, Bob, I've taken all the good titles. I gave you the victory like a nice person. <laughs> well, not when you say it like that. Points to me. Bob, do you want me to change the rules that he can't be mean to you either? No, well, he's got to be mean to some. Wade can't talk without being mean, so he's got to have... Fuck me, Wade! That's right, you ugly, bald bitch! Can I be mean to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can be mean to yourself. Yeah, I think I think Mark would probably enjoy that the most. If Why I is ten points, Wade? Oh, do you have to hit me? Yes, I do! So, uh, before we get into the meat of the episode, we gotta do small talk. So, I would love to know what the new developments in you guys' lives are. Starting with Wade, of course. Of course, of course. Uh, this might date the episode a little bit. I tweeted this earlier, but um, we went to a dermatologist appointment earlier. Uh, Molly had an appointment due, and it's the same dermatologist I have. And I've got a lot of like freckles and moles and whatnot on my body. I don't know if you can see any of them on the camera, but I've got little ones dotted all over. So I have to go every year. Molly only has to go every like few years or whatever. And uh, the doctor was like, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you to Molly. And I was like, okay, he doesn't remember Molly, but that's because I'm usually the patient. And he looked at me, he's like, and who's this? And I was like, <laughs> I'm your patient. I've seen you like th three times. He's like, oh, okay. And then like he started talking to Molly about work and stuff. And she, she was like, what? He's like, what do you do? And she's like, oh, I stream. What do you stream? And she was like, I saw this stuff. It's like, what do you do? And I was like, same. Th we, we just, I was only here like three months ago. We talked about this. You asked me about my channel and all kinds of stuff. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why this is killing me so bad. Just the fucking. I don't know why it bothered But like deep down, I was like, no, you're my, you're my doctor. Like she's new. You're my doctor. Remember me. I'm, I'm so important. Remember me. <laughs> I just imagined the whole time, like in the car and the way you're like, now listen, Dr. Levinson is nice, but direct. So he might be, we go way back. So if he says anything out of line, I can talk to him. Uh, I know, you know, so doctors can be really me. You get in there. He's like, and who is this? It was just the clearest example of him, like kind of feeling awkward that he didn't remember me. And like, he was, you could tell he was racking his brain. Like, think of something, think of something. Do you remember? Do you remember? And I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. But like the, less he remembered the more it bothered me and i was like i need you to never forget me again <laughs> man my brother he's very averse to uh scheduling things and going to appointments and stuff like that uh about six years ago he finally went back to the doctor the last time he had gone was about when he was in college which would have been about seven years prior to that so when he got to the doctor his doctor looked at him and said you're not a patient here anymore. And my brother goes, no, no, I know it's been a bit, but I, got, I should probably get a checkup. I, it's like, I'm not getting enough sunlight. I need something. He didn't make an appointment. He just went in. Uh, yeah, he just went in. Um, and the doctor said like, no, 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 no. We, we clear patients after they haven't been here for more than five years. And I spoiled the story because I told you how long it'd been since you'd been to the doctor again. And he said, we just, you're literally not a patient here anymore. But he was nice of him, treated him. At least he remembered him. Okay, I, you didn't need the last sentence there. At least you remember. At least you remember. <laughs> it had been seven years, but at least it had been three months. I get doctors see a lot of people and, you know, you might not be a terribly. Yeah, but it's me. Remarkable. Well, that's what I was getting to is you might not be the most like interesting patient. Like, I'm sure they remember people who have like weird illnesses, right? Because you're like, oh, I remember that. That was a weird. That was an interesting case. Well, I can't imagine you meeting and talking to someone and you not just talking 
talking so much that they they know your entire life story by the time you're done. I know he must have blocked me out. But how many bald bearded white dudes could the man possibly treat? I'm kind of unique. Look, Wade, I'm not going to lie. If you were in a lineup with like five other bald bearded white dudes, I might not be able to pick you out of the lineup. <laughs> Damn. You say that, but when Jesse and I stand next to each other, we kind of do look the same. So I just figured what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go over the office like once a month and remind him. So that whenever I have my appointment in like a few months again, oh, I think it's like October. There's no way he'll forget <laughs> me because I'll have been there every month. You got your really artistic headshots, you know, one where, one where you're posing all dramatically in black and white. And you just start leaving them on his desk. Just like five days, four days. <laughs> he like look, goes to like look at his wife and kids and it's just me there. <laughs> <laughs> I just photoshop my face onto his family so he looks at the pictures just a whole bunch of me standing next to him. Alright, Bob, how is your life? I have things to talk about, but I have a question first for Wade, because I'm just dying to know. Mm-hmm. Did you did you pick a car, buddy? What kind of where's the car situation at? I'm dying to know about the car situation. I've got it down, I think, to four. We haven't gotten to drive a couple of them yet. What's the list? I'm curious. The one I, I've loved the most, but also has the biggest price tag, is the Escalade. I drove in that thing, and it was the smoothest, most comfortable ride I've ever had. It truly was. And the features, I don't know how many cars have this feature, but like having a seven-seater, they're long. So the rear view mirror has like a camera in the back. So instead of having to look through all of the rows of people that you don't care about in your car that you bought the car to carry anyway. Yeah, you talked about that last time. You just see it right there. So I, I love that one. One that's kind of like a, a dark horse in this race is the, I think it's the Acura MDX. Interesting. So we love Hondas. We've had Hondas. The I think it's the Pilot. Kind of disappointed in that one. Didn't really enjoy that one a whole lot. So Acura is just a uh, luxury Honda, right? So isn't the MDX probably like based on the Pilot, but nicer? You'd think, but something about... Maybe I just drove a bad Pilot, but just like I, I felt like... I don't know. It just didn't feel good. Didn't feel responsive. I didn't like trying to accelerate. And I don't know. It just, it just Maybe I went in there biased or something, just thinking it wasn't going to be good. I'm sorry. Are you looking for a sports bus? Well, here, look, you guys know the way people drive in Cincinnati. They're either 30 miles under the speed limit or 30 over. So when you get on the highway, you got to be prepared for either situation either hurdle it on or speed racer full speed before you even get to the the exit ramp wasn't that an episode of top gear where they modded out a bus to just go about 150 miles an hour top gear is that the one with tom cruise no that's top gun what is top gear i don't want to explain what top gear is to wade because it makes me sad that anyone hasn't experienced the joy that is top gear it's a good show it's a car show but it's hosted by some very funny people uh who also tend to get into controversies and have thus been fired and moved around a little bit sometimes kind of like the people in the opening credits to monty python and the holy grail they get sacked all the time good one wade point my small talk, my small talk. Um, going well. I built a dresser this week and I'm getting really into closet organization. You know, you ever just... Why, wait, do you, why do you look so concerned at those words? Oh, well, I, I was thinking, I was like, aren't closets pretty straightforward? There's like a floor, a rack, and a bar usually. But I guess if you have like a walk-in, there's more space. Okay, yeah. So we have our new, our house that we live in in Ohio now has um, walk-in closets. Every room has a walk-in closet. Yeah. God, you have two side yards and walk-in closets? Damn. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I know. First world problems. So, but all the but all the closets have in them is like 
wire shelves up on the wall that you can hang stuff on and set stuff on and it's like that's okay but you're wasting a lot of space there's a lot of vertical space that you're not so we're we're looking into solutions for like cheaply building in like shelves and stuff into the closet so there's more storage and so i've been looking and researching and i'm probably just gonna get i'm gonna go honestly with the ikea packs closet modular stuff but like i've been looking at different options and considering building it myself because you know i'm way too confident that i could definitely i'm a i could do i've never done carpentry work but i could i could figure it out but anyway that's my life right now i'm looking at i'm looking at bins storage containers shelving units that's fun i did i did the, i didn't get anything but there was a while where i wanted to decorate my office by having like some of those like wall shelves and have stuff displayed and then you were just like eh i got posters i need something and 90 percent of the foam up mark visited and i was like yeah i'm gonna fill this bottom in and he looked really sad and i've not filled it in because he liked the white so i've left it for him too much foam deadens the room too much i wait i think you got the right idea it's a bad like ratio though. It shouldn't it be up hot? Shouldn't it be on the the bottom third if it's going to be like that or something? I suppose there is that. Yeah, it could be. But if he returns to a vertical format, he's spot on. All right, make your camera vertical from here on out. Wait, yeah, wait, verticalize. All right, all right, all right. Whoop! There we are. <laughs> That's actually quick thinking. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> For those watching on Spotify, Wade's genius is really showing through here. I. I gotta give it up for his creativity. Your the video. What mode is that? That's a a picture in Square on your phone. Is that the default picture that you use? I don't know. It just uh, says photo one X. S- switch it to video, Wade. Switch it to video. Oh, that's so much better. Oh God, why did it age me thirty years? Oh, hey everyone. <laughs> anyway, for those also watching on Spotify. I have no idea why it looks like there's lightning outside my window. The brightness is like, you see this? Your lights from home have chased you down and are turning on and off outside. There's a ghost in your house just frantically turning lights on and off like, why won't he notice me? Point for Wade and half as many points for Bob. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-C-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So, I want to kick off the episode with a story. I remember this very distinctly from my childhood. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I felt awful. I couldn't even fathom why I felt bad. But all I knew was that I had to get to the bathroom as fast as possible. I got to the bathroom, and it's not like I had to throw up or anything. It's not like I was about to poop my pants. I must have been like five years old at this time. But I, in my kid brain, I was like, if I sit on the toilet, I'll feel better. And so I sat on the toilet and I have a memory of our dog at the time standing in the doorway staring at me. 
is the dog did not like me or my brother, which is like why it was my brother. Apparently, when he was like a toddler, dropped her accidentally and she never trusted us ever since or kids in general. It's not like she would bite us or anything. She just wouldn't go near us. You really dropped the dog on that one. Good one. That's great. Thank you. Oh, that stung. No, it was serious. It's just I'm sick. My voice is gone. The sincerity wasn't there. I could tell you were being serious, but the, the tone of your voice still burned, Mark. It still felt... You lost your voice on purpose just to sound cold. So I remember being, like, so sick. I was just hugging my knees, and I was leaning over, and I, I looked over at the dog, and I was just waving to it, waving to it. And the dog was just standing there ominously, staring at me, not moving a muscle, but just watching over me. And then I, it was dark, right? I got up in the middle of the night. I woke up because apparently I had fallen asleep at some time and the sun was up and the dog was still there looking at me in the doorway. That was the earliest time that I had been, I was so sick that I, I couldn't even know what to do with myself. It's one of the earliest memories I have of being sick. And it was probably one of the times when I was sickest most. And I have this weird instinct every time like I get sick or, or, like hurt in some way, I want to go to the bathroom and lay down on the floor. I want to get as low as possible on the bathroom. I did that when I first came out to LA and I ate that real, the world's second hottest hot sauce. When I, when it hit my lower intestine and I was crumpled in pain, I don't go to the hospital. I don't call a doctor. Well, at least at this point, I wasn't really in that mode because it wasn't in my mind, but I just want to go on collapse on the bathroom. You know, when I had my heart attack, what did I do? I was in the bathroom. I don't know if it was connected. I think it was just, I had to take a piss and then I passed out. Uh, and, but I was on the bathroom floor. This isn't about your experiences in the bathroom. What I want to know, what is the sickest you guys have ever been? What are moments in your life when you were, were so sick that life just didn't make sense anymore? Cause it could be when you were a kid, like recently, yeah, back when I was uh, super young, I got sick all the time. And it was, oh, I feel like I was probably closer to death than even my my brain could comprehend. But who knows? I don't know. Because I would just never ask for help. I'm, I'm, pro I'm sure like Mandy and my parents would tell me otherwise, but I feel like I can't think of a time where I was, except for maybe once, where I was so sick that it even stands out to me. Really? I'm a, I'm a big wimp about getting sick, but I usually like, I'll be sick and I'll be kind of pitiful, but I'll take cold medicine and then I just, just do, I'll just go, you know, get pushed through and get by. I, but I, I will say the Christmas of, uh, Christmas 2019, so right before COVID, we went home uh, to Ohio. We were living in California and we went home to Ohio and everyone, we went, we went to Mandy's family, family, parents' house and her whole family came back, her siblings and everyone. Uh, somebody had a respiratory infection that was just a real nasty, very COVID-like respiratory infection um, that like we all got basically. And so we got back to California after the holiday and Mandy and I were both like, uh-oh, well, you know, oh, I feel the sick coming on like crap. That's not good. I've had COVID twice. I got pretty sick, but I still like it was never so bad that I was like delusional. It's just like I get bored of it. Right. I hate being sick. And it's like, I just want to get back to life because you can't. But I got pretty sick that time. It was January of 2020. Mandy got so sick that I was a little bit afraid she was going to lose her mind like that fake Russian sleep experiment where they made the people stay awake for weeks and then they all went insane. <sighs> 
she was so sick that she couldn't sit down or she would start coughing uncontrollably. If she was like standing up with really good posture, she could breathe okay. If she even sat, if she slouched or bent her or changed her posture at all, coughing like gonna throw up, coughing so intensely. And she didn't sleep for like several days because she couldn't do anything but stand up and pace around and like try and take a hot shower. We're pretty sure it was COVID or something. We don't know. This is the worst like disease that I have ever seen. And it, like I said, it was bad, pretty bad for me. I was very sick. Mandy was, we like went to the hospital and they tested her and they were like, well, you don't have the flu or what uh, or whatever, you know, you're fine. Cough it out, you know, come on, calm down, nerd. <laughs> nerd. But like, she almost lost, she straight up was so sick that I was afraid that the illness was going to hurt her, but also was so sick that she couldn't sleep that I thought she was going to like go insane or something from sleep deprivation. So that, for like for me, I was pretty sick, but it was a whole other level for Mandy. And that was probably the craziest illness I've been that close to in terms of like sickness that, you know, that you got an infection you got from someone. And I can't think of a time for myself. I got strep throat as a kid all the time. I was sick a ton and I would get colds and I would just like pop some cold medicine and go do whatever I needed to do. I never I'm sure I, I will now, but I don't get that kind of sick, I guess, where it's like ruins your whole life and you don't know what to do with yourself. I had uh, strep throat a whole bunch too. In seventh grade, I think I had it like six or seven times. But like the worst one for that was when I was probably like four or five years old. It I didn't get it treated right away or something or something happened where it developed into like scarlet fever. And I had all of like these horrible, painful rashes that like go between like your your joints. It's like your armpits and like between your thighs and like knees and stuff. Anywhere that like, you have for some reason, like your skin compresses on itself. Like you get these rashes and like you can't move. With scarlet fever, it's like you can't move because everything hurts so badly. And I don't remember if it was my birthday or Christmas or a holiday or what it was. But I remember my grandparents coming over like my grandma had got me or my grandma, my grandparents got me new shoes. And, like I was trying to look at the shoes, but I couldn't even open the box. So it just hurt so bad to move. And I remember just like breaking down and crying, trying to like open a box because moving was so difficult. COVID was pretty bad. Thankfully, we were vaccinated, so I don't think it hit as bad as it could. But if we hadn't been, I don't know how bad it would have been because I had like three days that were really, really bad. But the worst was like toward the end of the third day, breathing got really difficult. And like I had this like wheeze and every time I would breathe, it didn't it just didn't feel like I was getting enough oxygen. It's like I had a deep breath to feel like I was breathing properly. I was close to going to the hospital because i was like ah, i don't want to have to go i know i think i'll be okay but like whenever you're breathing and like your chest start having issues it's like okay now i'm now i'm a bit concerned after a day or two that finally got better and went away but the one that stands out as the most miserable for me was just one night i was uh with my high school girlfriend we were getting ready to actually go to buffalo joe's which just closed r.i.p buffalo joe's and uh, I hopped in her Mustang with her, or her grandparents' Mustang with her. Uh, so I got in the car. Her grandparents had this Mustang. I sat in the back seat, and we were driving, about to get on I-275 to go up there. We were living in Milford then. And I, we, we got over to where the highway was, and I just out of nowhere was like, oh, no. I vomited all over the back of her grandma's seat and her she had like her oh, hair no. like done. Is it called a pur it's like all curled out, like hairspray, looking like all fancy, puked all over it. That night I could not sleep for more than like 15 minute increments. It's like I would fall asleep 
immediately wake up, I have to hurry to the bathroom and throw up again. And eventually I didn't have anything in my stomach, so it was just dry heaving. But like it got to the point around like three or four in the morning where it's just like I quit going to bed and I laid on the bathroom floor or on the carpet right outside the bathroom. So that way I was as close as possible. Because by the time I got to back to the bed, it was like I had to get up to go back to the bathroom again. I was just like, I'm done. That's pretty rough. That sounds like a really, that sounds like nasty. Uh, like, I don't know. What is that? Food poisoning? Stomach flu? What is, I don't know what it is. I, or I just realized where I think I get my aversion to telling people that I'm sick comes from. I think it comes from my mom. Because my mom told me a story way after the fact about how she thought she was going to die because she was so sick. This is during COVID. So apparently she got COVID. And so she just went to bed and then didn't come out of the bedroom for like a week. Uh, and she said, uh, yeah. I I'm in LA, so I don't know. Uh, but she said, you know, my brother lives with her. Uh, so I was, I, I asked her like, what, what do you mean? I was like, oh, I was so thirsty. And I'm like, you didn't get water. And I was like, oh, I couldn't get out. You didn't ask Thomas. I was like, I didn't want to bother him for water. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just laying in bed like, ah, oh, gonna die soon. Can't bother son for water though. There's water in the bathroom five feet away. Literally my son ten feet away could bring me some water, but I'm gonna embrace death instead. Now my mom has a tendency to exaggerate. I think you both know, but also I don't doubt that. It was like three hours where she didn't feel well and was a little thirsty. I sneezed and I was laying down. I was very thirsty. It was about two hours. It was seven days. <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretty sure if you go seven days without water, I think you die. Oh man. But she did say I asked her, like, oh man, how long are you sick? She she did say she was sick for a month. Uh so it was like and you didn't ask for help at any time. I was like, I don't want to bother. She didn't tell me either until half way after the fact. Did you guys, as a kid, did you get exposed to chicken pox in a party? Yeah, my brother and I, I think, went over to where my cousin had it and like they exposed us and we were all just miserable and itchy for a few days. Do you mean on purpose? Yeah, on purpose. Yeah. I, w I was on purpose. I did not get it on purpose. I think I got it from school, but I don't actually... I had it over Christmas one year, was the thing. We were in, in Detroit visiting my mom's side of the family for Christmas, but I was, like, taking oatmeal baths in the hotel bathtub and stuff like that. But it was... I don't think I got it on purpose. I think I got it from school. What's an, what's an oatmeal bath? It exactly it's oatmeal and water. <laughs> oh, I, I guess, think yeah, that, in a bathtub, and you, it's like a thing. It's supposed to help with the itchiness, right? It's like a you to scrub the oatmeal around, or I don't know. Oh God, that brings up another horrible memory. I had an allergic reaction. I'm not going to say to what because I don't want people trying to murder me. There's a medicine that I had a pretty severe allergic reaction to, where I broke out into hives. I had one teaspoon of this medicine, one, and I broke out into hives that lasted about two and a half days. The I had full body hives, and they like chicken pox. I don't remember as much, but hives. I I will never forget how itchy I was. It was like all of me everywhere. Just these giant bumps. So itchy. And uh, on top of that, I was still sick from whatever I had because I couldn't take the medicine they gave me because I was allergic to it. But I remember my grandparents putting me in the bathtub and we tried things. I don't remember if it was oatmeal, but we tried so many different remedies where they put me in the tub and just put random crap and they're like, yeah, this should help. <laughs> And then I don't know if it was coincidence or actually what helped, but I was uh, down near Lake Cumberland at the time. I was on vacation. I was sick the entire vacation. But like we finally they took me down to like the boat ramp and let me just go into the lake water. And then like a few hours later, my hives actually went away. I'm not saying the lake water actually cured it. It was probably just coincidental timing. But like I felt like the lake was like my Jesus rebirth. I went into the lake all itchy and I came out and I was like, I'm alive again. Take off my oven mitts. I don't need to scratch. That's the question, though. The next day, did you see the 
the lake getting all crazy and scratching itself on like trees and stuff because it it took your hives for you after three days i rose but the lake it sank no lake anymore actually it's completely gone lake cumberland is gone little known fact it's just bumpy rocks (laughs) dude speaking of reactions to medicine uh so james has been babies get sick so it's not weird that james has has gotten a a few illnesses he had one where his fever was pretty bad and we were kind of freaked out like we might need to run go to the hospital we just watched him like we literally like stayed up all night and just stared at him and like constantly took his temperature worked out okay but uh for one of them it was they gave us um baby uh um, i think it was moxicillin or penicillin or something it was an antibiotic right like the, the standard issue antibiotic which mandy and i both have a slight allergy to very not serious but you know, just a very slight reaction. The and and so we were like, won't he be allergic to that? And the doctor was like, oh, not necessarily. That's you know, really that doesn't pass down hereditarily or whatever. And we were like, that's weird. That's not what I had ever heard about that. But that's fine. And we gave it to him, and it helped his sickness. But he got a rash all over his torso. He got like bumps. They weren't like really. They weren't hives. I don't think they weren't like really big and raised. But he had a rash, and it was clearly bothering him, right? And so when we first saw that, like we changed his diaper or something, and was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Look at this! Oh no, he's got a rash." And we were like, "That's not good. Maybe we should stop the medicine." But let's call the doctor. And we called the doctor, and they were like, "How bad it? How bad is it?" What and we were like, I don't know, man. It's a ra- it's a rash. Like I don't know more than it is or is not a rash. That's what I got. And they're like, well, if it's not, I say he's probably fine. He's probably fine. Just you should just keep giving him the medicine. So you don't think the medicine's doing that to him? No, no. The that's definitely a reaction to the medicine. But he seems fine, right? This is this is the way doctors treat babies. I had no idea. I was expecting like, oh yeah, we live in the future now where you can take a picture and send it to us of this rash and we'll look at it. They're just like, how is it a, a two by four rash, a six by one? No, literally. They were like, how much space is there between and how raised? Are-? And we were like, they're little <laughs> red dots. There's maybe a, a half inch to an inch between the most of them. But then pl- oh, I'm on lunch right now. I would just say, keep giving them, you know, I'm, I'm real busy. Uh, no, that's just- what it was though. Cause we called, <laughs> we called and left a message with like, the nurse and they had the doctor call us back and you could tell she was like at home or on lunch or so it was like doing something and calling us just because we were the overly concerned parents and she was like i'll calm these idiots down but he had he had a rash well they do change some things because apparently sharing chicken pox amongst your children's isn't a policy anymore people don't do that because they made a chicken pox vaccine literally a few years after we probably got chicken pox I have never had a scratch that's come close to what hives felt like. Hives, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I was sick, but also, like, nothing ever has bothered me as much as the hives did. With the exception, when I first, um started developing migraine headaches. I guess that's another time I'm thinking of. I didn't really know what was happening. We've all had headaches, but like, I remember going into my mom's room and I was like trying to explain to her how bad my head was hurting. It was like the worst headache I'd ever had. I remember like laying down like the foot of her bed, like trying to talk to her and like, it just, it hit. And when a migraine is like fully just there, it's like you're writhing around and you're trying to do anything to like knock yourself out or compress. I don't know, you're trying to put pressure on spot, anything you can do to relieve the pain and nothing was working. And my mom saw me there like basically seizing on her bed and freaked out and scheduled me for an MRI and stuff. And I remember going for the MRI. I think I've told you guys this before, but when I went for the MRI, I had a migraine during the MRI and laying there 
with the lights and the sounds of the boing. It's a, it's a very noisy procedure. You wouldn't guess it. Like 25 or 30 minutes while having a migraine. Like I came out of there and I think I was pale as a ghost. They thought I was going to pass out. I just needed to vomit so badly. So I got out of there and I went to the bathroom and just got so sick because the, the migraine was so bad. Thankfully now if I feel a migraine coming out, I just take like a Cedrin migraine. That usually actually gets rid of it ahead of time. If I get it too late, nothing does. I have to pass out for six hours. Have you heard of a sudden head explosion disease? It's migraine attacks, but it is associated with these incredibly loud, booming sounds inside your head. Unless I'm getting horribly mistaken. It's, uh. it's a chronic condition. It's horrible. We shouldn't laugh at it. None of, none of you should laugh at it. Sudden head explosion syndrome? Sudden loud sounds in the head upon waking up at night or during the wake-ups, the wake-sleep transition? Abrupt, frightening arousal following the event? As soon as I have a headache and I can tell I've got any kind of light or sound sensitivity, it's like I go straight to the medicine. Because otherwise, I need a six-hour... I don't get migraines as bad as some people. And For me, it was like if I, if I go without medicine, it's like a six-hour nap. I'm out for six hours and I wake up and I'm fine. I'm just tired for like the next 24 to 30 hours. I thought of a thing mark oh, okay Ooh. all right the thing so the thing about this illness i had this when i was young it was like seventh or ninth grade ish time in my life so i was like like a young teenage <laughs> a young teenage boy um <clears throat> thanks voice for reminding me about how that was the the illness itself was not so bad but it was summer vacation and my family we took the train from chicago to Flagstaff and we saw the Grand Canyon and then we we were going to drive from uh, Arizona to Vegas and like stay in Vegas for a couple nights we had we were going to like see a show and it was my my parents with me and my younger brother right so we weren't going to like drink and gamble we were going but there's stuff to do in Vegas that's like pretty fun for families prostitutes prostitute collectible cards is a thing that was that was a very surprising side side thing that happened so anyway there's a big elevation change from if you drive from I think we drove from Flagstaff area all the way to Vegas there's a big elevation change um oh and we saw the Hoover Dam on the way uh, so that was part of it so you kind of drive through the mountains and I had a relatively uninteresting illness like I just had like a sinus infection right not a huge deal but it was probably one of the worst more more serious sinus infections i've ever had so i was completely stuffed up but like fine like you take some you know decongestant it's not, it's not that bad again totally normal illness but i had never had a sinus infection and like flown an airplane or driven over mountains right so we're in the rental car and we're like driving up over a mountain range and we're going up and as we're going i'm sitting and i'm like Oh, oh, ooh, what's happening? And it escalates from me being like kind of freaked out to me getting out of my seat and laying on the floor and just going like, ah, my head's exploding, my head's exploding. And my parents were like, huh? What the <laughs> shit? What? And like, I'm just laying there just like, oh, oh, God, guy. Oh, that's it. This is it. My head's going to explode. And it was just because I literally, my sinuses were so utterly clogged and congested and inflamed that was just a pressure difference right when you increase your altitude the air the ambient air pressure decreases with altitude and it increases when you go down towards sea level or i hope that's correct i think that's right yeah i think that, that sounds right your ears and your sinuses usually normalize by just letting air flow through them but because i was so clogged up 
I it felt like my actual brain was gonna bust out of my head. And it was again really boring sinus infection, but that was the worst I have ever felt, I think, in the moment because I didn't understand. I had never experienced that. And so as a kid, I didn't I don't know if I could have, you know, if you like hold your nose and blow out how you can kind of make your ears pop. I don't know if that would have helped, but I didn't even know to try that. I was just laying like writhing around on the floor, just like, oh, oh no, the aliens. Well, I'm going to wrap it up there. I think we're just making people more paranoid than ever for being <laughs> sick and horribly worried. But oh, I forgot my uvula, my swollen uvula that I called a vulva several times. That was that was cool. Oh, yeah. You showed us. Yeah. That's something I would never wish on anyone. I woke up and uh, a little dangly bit was like, I don't know, like a, a half inch to an inch wide and just all the way down the back of my throat where I couldn't see the bottom of it. So I woke up in the morning. It was just like... <clears throat> And I went and looked in the mirror. I was like, what's wrong with my throat? And I just saw what looked like a serpent's like thick middle body going down my throat. It was like, I got a hollow doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I learned when you had that, I looked into it because I thought that was the craziest thing I'd ever heard. It was awful, man. That was awful. I learned that that does happen, but that still seems just like just one of the strangest things because it's not generally it's not serious, right? Like it's it's really unpleasant. Your uvula was getting an erection. What What are you describing right now? It was still swelling and you could actively what? feel it swelling. I couldn't feel it swelling, but it was like I could see that it got a little bit thicker after I'd woken up. But you feel it. It's like having a finger in the back of your throat that you're just like. <sighs> Bob, am I crazy or did it sound like he was saying it was he could literally feel it swelling in his throat? Or am I crazier? No, I couldn't feel it swelling, but you could tell when it was blocking up your airway and you're just like. <sighs> Every time you try to talk, it's like this because you can't do anything because that's on the back of your throat. So, like, you're trying to convey this urgency to your doctor, but you kind of sound like a Flintstones character. And he doesn't recognize you in the first place. <laughs> okay, man. Uh, who are you again? That was a low blow. That was a cheap <laughs> shot. Oh, yeah, you're the uvula guy. <laughs> you, it, it got long enough where you, I could, like, and, like, cough it out. and It would lay across the back of my tongue a little bit. That just sounds terrifying. I just don't. Did that feel better? Could you, like, yeah. do that and get some relief at least? You took a load off of your uvula. I, so here's the thing. Like, I had to sleep the next night with it still swollen because it didn't go down. I got, like, a steroid injection, and I was prescribed a steroid and some other stuff. In your uvula? Did they stab in your in your uvi? No, they stabbed in my ass. Uh, I I also thought they were going to stab the uvula. I don't know. I wish they would have just drained it or cut it out at the moment. But, like, I remember trying to go to sleep, and the way I could breathe the best was on my stomach, but I cannot sleep on my stomach. I'm a side sleeper. And so when I would sleep on my side, I had to, like, go to my stomach, let it flop out a little bit, then lay on my side and hope that it would stay dangling to the side of my mouth. It was a whole thing. I was afraid I was going to bite it in my sleep, dude. It was an awful, terrifying experience that, like, you're just not used to dealing with something in your mouth you have to look out for. No, that's true. That it is true it just it's hard not to see that as funny for me and i did was looking at it but it was one of the worst things to deal with i get that that's mean but man it's just really funny because you're trying to like convey how much like how t scared you are to everyone but you you sound like this <laughs> i'm gonna die well this is very serious you sound like barney rubble <laughs> points for that Okay, we're going to wrap this episode up because I am sick. Just a little bit. I didn't like this one, man. I, no, I'm scared of being sick. I remember all my worst traumas. Yeah, and I know everyone out there is probably equally traumatized remembering when they were sick. Uh, so bonus points, Wade, for uh, the snake that's swelling in your throat. Double bonus points for steroids. Congratulations for being open about that. Uh, very brave of you. That's why it's so small now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and you got through the whole episode without being mean to either me or Bob. So I want to congratulate you bigly. And Thank I'd you. like to say to the subreddit, look, we can be animositous and animotious and animaciousness. But look, it, it, some episodes may seem like a big injustice, but that doesn't mean that they're ever going to match up to the injustice of this episode. Because today's winner is Bob for no other reason than I just really, really want to give them something to actually complain about. You think that was injustice? No, this is injustice. You know, I'm not even mad. But today, I say no. If there's anybody who can establish a set of rules and then break them all at the end, it is the judge. And also, Bob has had a New Year's resolution that we have been honoring. He will not make a, a loser speech this year, and I'm just staying true to that. So Bob, would you like to give your winner speech? Uh, it's going to be a, a long year and a lot of mental gymnastics in order to keep finding ways for me to win over and over and over again. But, you know, we have to do what we have to do. Uh, we all agree to my New Year's resolutions by allowing me to say it out loud on the show. So, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys uh, keeping to your not words and following through on your not promises. So thank you. I deserve this. And suck it, Wade. Amen. Wade, you don't get a loser speech. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening and or watching on Spotify. We don't have merch yet. It's a whole thing. It was a bit. It's not a bit anymore. Now it's a whole actual well, I thing. I think people oh can gosh. understand now how that company kind of exploded. I, be, I think people are aware of that now. That whole kerfuffle. The shards are still raining down from the sky, but it's okay. It'll land upon your body as a new piece of merch very soon. I've been your host, Markiplier. Very fair and or unfair. Bob, bodaciously the winner. Wade, wonderfully the loser. Thank you for being here, everybody. Podcast out. You son of...